Yata, hello. It's Alison here, and I'm the pastor at Sanctuary. We're based on Pequorong country in Warrnambool. Today I'm reflecting on a wonderful story, the encounter of two disciples who were walking the road to a town called Emmaus. And you can read the story for yourself in Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. They were devastated. The one on whom they'd pinned all their hopes and dreams had been executed, and their hopes had died with him, and now even the body was gone. There was a rumour going around that the women had seen him, but it seemed to them an idle tale. And so they left. They walked out of the city, away from all the terror and confusion, and as they walked they talked through their grief and fear, their scepticism, their bewilderment, perhaps even their sense of betrayal. And while they were walking, they met a stranger. He came alongside them and he asked them, Why do you look so sad? So they told him their story and poured out their pain. And it sounds a bit like the act of confession. Well, the stranger listened to them carefully and then he did something interesting. He took what they thought they knew and then he placed it into a much bigger story, revealing the limitations of their understanding where they had seen only immediate loss and devastation, he pointed to a long tradition, a sweeping narrative, a great arc of love and liberation and healing. Where they had seen only suffering and death, he pointed to full and flourishing life. Where they had been distracted by faith-based nationalism, he focused their attention on the things in the scriptures relating only to himself. And this interpretive act that he did with them sounds a bit like the ministry of the word. Well, it couldn't have been easy to hear. His word rebuked them. It disoriented and disrupted them. It transformed their understanding and reset their imaginations. But perhaps everything was not lost after all. Perhaps life was only just beginning. Perhaps their story was just half a breath in God's vast and cosmic plan. For as they listened, their hearts began to burn within them. Well, the travellers came near to their village, and the stranger went to walk on, but stay with us, they urged, for night is falling. Like their insistence, he came inside, and he joined them at the table. And then he took bread and blessed it and broke it, and shared it with them. And in this simple, ordinary act, they finally recognised Jesus. This act, which sounds a bit like what we call communion. And he was the same, yet entirely new. He was their friend, yet found in a stranger. He was familiar, and yet radically different. And then he vanished from their sight. And they were changed too. Electrified by the encounter, they risked robbers and wolves, the predators of night, and they rushed back to the site of their despair. And there they told everyone about everything and how death does not prevail and how nothing is as it seems. And it sounds a lot like going out and bearing witness.
And when we put it all together, gathering, confession, interpretation of the scriptures and breaking bread and then sharing resurrection life with others. This all sounds like the movements of a typical service of worship. And why? Because it is. We organise worship in this way because we seek to embody this story. We all know darkness and disappointment and dread. We know what it is to have our hopes dashed. We see the violence in this world and the evil which so often seems to prevail and the corruption of our institutions, even our churches. We know the sense of futility and hopelessness. We know the inadequacy of our own efforts and the smallness of our lives and we all live under the shadow of death. Sick to the heart, we want to run from it all and shelter in a safe place. And so this story has become a template. We gather to embody it. This story of grieving, doubting, horror-stricken disciples who are heart-sick and running because they are us. And when we gather together and name our pain, attend to the word and share in bread and blessing, we encounter the one who shatters our expectations and surprises us again and shows us the world anew. Our hearts are transformed and we are emboldened to go back to dark places to share this shock of resurrection life with others. For we live in a profound paradox, which is this. Through familiar rhythms and stories, our false hopes are disrupted and our illusions are shattered. What we thought we understood becomes mystery. What we valued is shown to be worthless. What we scorned is revealed to be infinitely precious. Through stranger, word and table, God speaks again and again and sets our hearts on fire in awe and wonder. We glimpse the beauty and joy of a new creation, a place where death has no more dominion. And we taste a fullness of life so much greater than we could ever have imagined. So in all life's terrors and distractions, disappointments and doubts, keep gathering with disciples. Be honest about your lack of faith, your false hopes, your poverty of spirit and your fear. And attend to the scriptures and interpret them always through the lens of Jesus' life, death and resurrection. Let your assumptions be turned inside out. Let your worldview be transformed. Bless bread. Bless wine. Eat and drink together. Notice when your heart is set on fire and the newness and the joy that this brings. And then leave and tell people in dark places all about it. And then repeat. Because darkness is not enough. Depression is not enough. Hopelessness and futility and despair aren't enough. And the way things are certainly isn't enough. So let's keep choosing the Emmaus Road and the patterns and the things we learn there. 
that we might encounter our elusive, disruptive, risen Lord Jesus, the one who makes all things new, the one who challenges our thinking and transforms our vision and kindles our hearts with love. Let us pray. Hidden Jesus, when we run from darkness, you come to us in the face of another. As we hear your word and eat your bread, set our hearts burning within us, that we might find the courage to return to dark places and their witness to resurrection life. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. There's always more to read on our website, that's sanctuarybaptist.org. And this week you'll find a slow reading or a Lectio Divina style reading on the story in Exodus where God hand feeds the people with the food of angels, heaven's bread, and it tastes as sweet as honey. Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters. And if you'd like to support this work and these reflections, you can make a donation via PayPal and you'll find the details for this on the website. To those who already support us financially, thank you so much. And of course, if you too are being hammered by rising prices and corporate greed, please don't. Just keep listening and receiving the good news. This reflection was prepared on the lands of the Pequorong people of the Eastern Ma Nation. It's a land which was taken by force and has never been ceded. And this week, there's a surprising warmth in the air and a sting in the sun. Tussocks twitch as basking lizards whisk their way back into shelter. I pay my respects to ancestors and elders. The peace of the land be with us all. Amen.